Part three of Illyrial or A Voyage to Other Worlds, a tale by Vladislav Lachsema. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter twenty The Feast. He led me through a large garden overshadowed with ruddy foliage amidst which could be seen flowers of every colour it was a most gorgeous scene but the colours were glaring and almost feverish less pleasing to me than the soft tints of our lovely world and even than the grateful green verdure of the earth here all was glowing and the very sunlight burst through leaves blood-tinted on the red ground it was magnificent and gorgeous but it had at last grown wearisome amid all this were the green cascades and fountains of the martian waters making a striking contrast to the red at length about a mile off we came to a large palace with lofty facade flanked with metal towers we entered its portals there was a huge hall as huge as any in europe with galleries around here were a number of martians crouching on cushions on the ground my guide led me to a place and here we sat down ready for a meal the loud blare of a trumpet sounded and then a report as of a cannon then all stood as in an attitude of adoration and there swelled a strange and mighty hymn of praise to god the giver of all good then all reposed again and the meals were laid before each messes of food such as you have not on the earth and as i cannot well describe the very elements were somewhat different from those which men require in food one thing was peculiar with our meals was served out in cups a ruddy fluid of fragrant odour but metallic taste i asked my guide what it was it is a blood mixture made by science to represent the elements of our blood in our early and defective state when war existed in our world we used to kill animals and even drink their blood we were to a great extent carnivora now this is changed science provides us the same elements as flesh and we can live on mere fruits with the aid of this metallic compound which is more grateful and i think more suitable than the flesh or the blood of dead animals it does just as well after the feast we went forth into the next hall and i saw many strange sights not easy to describe the martians seemed a race full of energy and of high development many games of skill were going on and as the young martians cast off their garments i saw that they were really not so entirely like men as they seemed when clothed their limbs were more muscular and they had more hair about them than human beings when clad as i said they were extremely like men their heads were quite human in intelligence but the lower limbs showed as much resemblance to the carnivora as the human limbs do to the quadrumana i passed from here into another hall very splendid and ornate where music was going on and then into another where a drama was being performed another hall was beyond where science was expounded and beyond this we came to a library with books everything showed that the martians though they had to work as men have still strove to make life pleasant 
It is impossible for me to describe all the strange sights I beheld on Mars while I traversed again, with my Martian friend, the oceans of this strange world. Earthly words are only fit for earthly things, and so are imperfect and therefore deceptive when applied to the things of another world. There were, however, many matters on which you might learn from the people of your sister orb. The main point I learnt there was that all our three worlds are in many points akin, but that Earth is the least happy of the three. With us little evil exists. On Mars, though there may once have been quite as much as on Earth, and the Martians quite as wicked as men, yet nearly all great evils have been put down and stamped out by the courage and good sense of the Martian rulers. If we are better than men, the Martians are braver and so have crushed evil, which you have left to fester horribly, and render earth one of the most miserable of the many worlds that roll around the King of Day, our mighty sun. I saw in my journey many wonderful things, great cities, long straight ranges of hills, and equally straight lines of inlets and sounds of green sea, forests and fields of many forms and of varied vegetations hundreds of fine rivers of green waters and canals without number the land of mars is nearly as extensive as that of earth the seas being much less and so there is as much to see of interest on mars as on your world indeed there is more larger populations more developed civilization a society more advanced in intelligence progress and good government than any you have ever yet known on earth thanks to my friend i was enabled to see a good deal and yet to keep my secret unsuspected but except on the occasion i mentioned in his own village and at his request never went to any place of public resort nor did I venture to converse with the Martians, except when obliged to do so. I thus had more restraint put on me than in your world, where I managed to disguise myself perfectly and mix freely with mankind. I appeared only as a child under the tutelage of my guide, and such a disguise was essential to me. At length, having seen much of this strange and beautiful world, we returned to Tycho Island and I parted with many prayers and blessings for his welfare from my kind Martian friend. I again joined my companions Azariel and Aroniel, whom I found near where I had left them in the rendezvous awaiting me. They had seen most of the natural beauties of the planet, having flown from mountain to mountain, mostly by night and at great heights, resting in remote and inaccessible places, lest they should be discovered Perhaps they had had more bird's-eye views than I had had. They had visited both the North and South Pole, even in the regions of perpetual ice. Once they had noticed me sailing in our little vessel over the Turby Sea. Their far-seeing instrument had enabled them to detect me at a great distance, but they had purposely made no sign by which I might recognize them. They had examined the peaks of the loftiest mountains of Mars, and had flown over most of the great cities, both by night and by day. Once or twice they thought they had been noticed by the Martians, but on each occasion had soared out of sight directly. They had also collected many specimens of curious things. We flew together to the mountain where we had left our ether car, and then once more, developing the anti-gravitating power, 
darted forth into space. End of chapter 20 End of part 3